Welcome to episode 18 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast for sharing tips, apps, and gear for iPhone and iPad, along with related technologies that get us using iOS in fun, productive, and meaningful ways. I'm your host, Melissa Davis, and joining me as always is David Ginsberg. How are you, Dave? Doing great. It's uh, been a while. I think we haven't recorded in a few weeks. Uh, just a few weeks. Just, a, just a, yeah, we don't. We try not to be too long uh, between episodes, and uh, yeah, the boy, luxury of time travel here. Boy, boy, <laughs> yeah, it, there's there's been a lot of Apple. <laughs> I have been less. busy in the it, field. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Mean, I've been busy with work too, but I still stay on top of the news and what was going on. And uh, Apple has been keeping us on our toes. Yeah, have you you haven't bought any new iPhones since no, I talked to you last? Have you? No, and I sold my iPhone <laughs> A plus, and yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you told you gave me permission last time to razz you about it, though. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> it's that's already done. I, I was already razzed on, um, yeah. on on with Mike Laplante too, so. Uh. I didn't think he was going to do it, but that when we did our episode, uh, yeah, he uh, he got us. I told him to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean Mike's a good guy. High <laughs> Chart Radio. If everybody's not familiar with the uh, other episode, uh, show I do every six weeks, uh, yeah. So he, uh, he he did it good for me, you know, and I I well deserved it. So I should have just waited and went to the iPhone. Yeah, time, it's good for the cell. It's good for you. <laughs> all good. But um, yeah, we're going to hit, hit on the news. A lot of the stuff's going on. Uh, there was a lot of, a uh, lot of updates that came out. All the OSs have been updated. Uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit And Amazon prime video app actually dropped uh, at today finally, as, finally as today, as we record this uh, on the December 6th. Uh, so I'll hit that a little bit. I know you don't have prime, but uh, I can give some of my thoughts on that. And uh, I might after I'm done talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you, you've had some interesting things going on with, uh, uh, with family sharing. I, I think that'll be a good, uh, yeah. good topic to let the people Busy. know and, and, uh, and all that other stuff. So, so let me, uh, let me just hit on, on the first thing is kind of give a little bit of, uh, my, my experiences so far with the iPhone 10. Yeah. How has um, life been with your, your new I, toy there? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm liking it. I think I are you I, used to everything now? Is yeah. it is are you acclimated? Is your muscle memory retrained? Yeah, all of your your habits are are remapped. Pretty much. The, the the thing is when you you go back to another the other phone where you when you actually um you know I've got to still have the SE so I go back and use the Touch ID and it's like wow this is <laughs> I'm wait I'm swiping up it's not working oh oh, oh yeah oh yeah I'm on the wrong phone um so. <laughs> That stuff it takes a little getting used to because you're swiping. It's up. like when people reach out and they try to like touch yeah. their MacBook screen. Swiping up and then Face ID has actually been been pretty accurate. I've been very impressed with Face ID. Um, it, it, even uh, as I have the, the phone on my nightstand sitting next to me and I'm in the pitch dark and I decide I want to re- check something and bring it up and sure enough the the app <laughs> sees my face and I'm in dark. I'm in the dark. Uh, oh, you know, we should share the links that Barry sent us about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We will put that in show we notes, too. Yeah, too. Thanks, Barry, Barry Folk, uh, for sharing some links and relates to Face ID. So, yeah, we'll we'll share those from – it was on imore.com, our favorite uh, favorite website that has all kinds of great information, Renee Richie's. Uh, oh, they're always in the trenches. Yeah. Um, I just, just turned on Twitter for the first time to have notifications. I never thought I would ever do that, and I actually did not – I don't like it. I don't mind it that much because, and then I see when Renee is very busy because I see I'm getting mm-hmm. tons of posts early in the morning and mid afternoon, and then they stop from him. And then the Mac Observer, of course, is our another favorite site, and so Twitter does have those notifications, and that uh, gives us a lot of insight on that. So, and it works great on the on the iPhone 10, of course. Um, and like I said, I think Face ID itself is is been pretty good. 
Um, I, I very rare that I, I have to put in my my pin code uh, if uh, it doesn't come up. Um, getting used to where the control pan the, con the control center is in the uh, notifications up on the top left and right. Um, I promptly use now the uh, Notch Remover app that's that was uh, released. Oh, really? I okay. About that. There is an app called Notch Remover, and what that actually all it really does is it, it lets you take one of the um, the wall one of the wallpaper uh, choices, and it uh, you can crop it enough that when you look at your main screen, you don't see the notch. It just crops it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it just crops down a little bit. So, so did it did it bug you that much the notch, yeah. or, or did you just no, wanted to try was, it on for size? It's kind of fun, yeah. So, so it mm -hmm. gives me that view when I when I have it set that way. But of course, when I open up any other apps, the notch comes back. Oh, I see. So it's just for just like what, when, the lock screen? Uh, when you're on, on any of your uh, app pages and the home screen. The home screen. And the home screen, okay. too. Yeah. Well, okay. Any of your pages. But if apps. you open up an app, then, of course, because all the apps are designed with the with the notch in mind, so the Cor notch is there. Correct. Yeah. So, okay. So, Makes so sense. That was, that, that was a lot of my fun. So, uh -huh. uh, but... It's, it's very, like trying very, on clothes. <laughs> yeah, very, very, very zippy, very, very fast. And I, you know, I've talked to a few people that have it now, and, and I give everybody my opinions. Um, and I think uh, one, of, one of the users I support was asking me about it, and he says, "I don't know, I'm going to go with the eight, I'm going to go with the 10. And he really didn't like that eight plus, so he uh, he kind of was kind of looking at this ten only because the ten's physical size is about the same right. size as an eight. Really, the sweet spot, I bet. Yeah. But then you know you you get you get a little that sticker shock and see how much difference mm -hmm. in price it is. Do, mm -hmm. do I really well, think that's I'm going like to keeping me from doing much? it? And aside from just I don't want to be that bleeding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I need people are going to have, and you know, just because of the field work that I do, that's all. Right. Right. So, um, so yeah. Uh, overall, good phone. Good phone. I, I, good battery I life, obviously. Very good. Yeah, I mean, the battery life has not been too bad at all. I get a full day's worth of charge and no problem. It's uh, very now, rare. I mean, we've I had several updates. Well, not several updates. I mean, several updates to all the different product line. Um, right. iOS 11.2 right. dropped recently. Was that, was there anything that fixed it? Anything well, fixed or anything yeah. changed? The biggest problem that they had is there was that reboot problem. Um, people were, were complaining. In, uh, the Just for the iPhone ten. Well, iPhone X, it was affected, of course, some of the other older models were as well. Because um, okay. it was very unusual. You don't see Apple release an, a, an update to, to iOS and they drop it on a Saturday at 1 and 2 in the morning. Because um, uh -huh. that's what they did. And everybody was very shocked because usually when they drop an update, especially a major update that 11.2 was, uh -huh. um, it was released. But they had to release it because of this major bug. I mean, I, in fact, I, I was calling Apple support um, and then they had a disclaimer as everybody was calling and for any iPhone issues, that was the first thing they tell people what to do, how to shut off notifications and go through huh. it, go through that. But we'll, we'll oh, have, that was the date when it, when it, went, date, when it went to December 12, 2nd or something. 12, 12 yeah. And then it, yeah. It, it just kept crashing and, and then there was a notification bug. That's what, that's what forced Apple to uh, release 11.2 ahead of time. Yeah, when I see things like that, I brace myself and I think, oh, God, yeah. how many how many calls am I going to get about this? Yeah. And luckily, I didn't get any yet. <laughs> yeah, as well, you probably shouldn't. At this point, it yeah. was it was but almost five days, five, yeah, almost four or five days ago. So, mm -hmm. uh, but when 11.2 released, you know, that was the other the other piece that was going to be added to it, which I'll talk about in just a second, is the Apple Pay cash card, which is pretty cool. Um, if you're an Apple Pay user, it's uh, I was pretty. I'm very impressed with what it can do, and I will talk, I'll talk back then in a second. But the problem was when they released 11.2, it wasn't 100 ready to go yet. So when everybody got it, they saw, oh, wait, yeah, that's right, Apple Pay Cash is is available. 
uh, on 11-2, but it was it was nowhere to be found. So uh, it took Apple a couple days. I think I don't. They 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 started releasing it slowly on on Monday of that week, and then Tuesday was full tilt and it was released. Now, what Apple Pay Cash is, it's basically a card that you can fund using your your debit card. It has to use a debit card. You can't use a credit card. Um, right. And what it does is it loads money onto the card itself. And then, of course, the other person has to have this card, too. So it's kind of like the way Zelle You each have to have debit cards or you have to share a debit card? No, no. You, you have to use your debit card in order to fund the card because the card oh, is oh. funded. It's Actually, like a shared you, gift card or something. Kind of, yeah. So what you do is you put... So I put twenty dollars on it from my from my debit card, and uh, now it's a card where I can send. You know, I can type in cash, and I want to. I want to. I used with a, the actually, it's one of the emoji cons uh, that are at the bottom of of the messaging. So if I wanted to send you money, let's say you know, I would do ten dollars or whatever, um, I can send. I could send you money, and it actually shows the card in the in the iMessage, and then it sends you the card, the cash, and then the cash goes right into your card, and then you can withdraw and and add money as much as you want. It basically just, well, all it is is the debit card is linked to that. So it can deposit the money as well as, uh, uh, withdraw the money and put it into your account. Uh, but it's pretty slick. It's, I mean, if you, if any, if you, I don't know if you have a bank that has, um, any type of quick pay services, you know, I'm, I'm at Chase bank and they do have quick pay and the, and a lot of these banks are, are, uh, subscribing to, uh, service called Zelle, Z-E-L-L-E. That's what my bank has. Yeah. yeah so I just don't have anybody that's brave enough to use it. That's, oh, that's the I, problem with a lot of these things. I use it all the time. Oh, it's, in it's in my area and my family, they're just not as tech savvy. So we just have such mm-hmm. a really slow agonizing adoption rate when it comes sure, to this sure. stuff. So, um, so no, I've been using QuickPay forever. I mean, it's great. And send it between family members and, and makes it easy. We're out to dinner. So oh, let me, let me, that's because you're a Midwesterner. (laughs) I think that's the difference. Everybody's nice to each other out there and they trust each other. (laughs) Us, us West coast and East coast. We're like, yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) I swear. That's what it is. Nobody trusts anybody. About that. uh, Talk to my family. (laughs) So we have, we have a link to the uh, Mac observer article in the show notes uh, to give you some, Everything you ever want to know is there's an actual deep dive that Jeff Gamut did on that site um, to to tell you about Apple Pay Cash and um, it will definitely uh, you'll definitely see how cool it is and and again it's as long as you have a card as well and your other person has it it's a, it's a super easy way to send money quickly to somebody if you had to and it's really more for casual use I can't see oh yeah no it's not something for business eh, probably not no this is more not for really personal use you know, we yeah yeah like sharing splitting a tab on, exactly. on dinner or something exactly mm-hmm. exactly so. but it's only between Apple devices though this one is yes um and um as far as I know I have not seen uh, if it can be used like with Android devices or uh, anything outside of um, outside of uh, Apple's devices, I guess. But mm-hmm. uh, but it's 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 a great step in the in the right direction, and you don't uh, see too many others other than banks doing it with their services. So, so only go out to dinner with your Apple friends. <laughs> there you go. Well, I I have other means besides that. So I mean, I, right? So I know. Quick pay somebody I know. Um, so. Uh, One of the bugs that was worked out that I noticed that I was happy about, at least for right. once, I mean, whenever these new updates to come out for iPhone, I always grab them now because ever since I've, you know, I have an older device, it's a success right. and it's just been problematic. And I'll talk a little bit more in detail about that. But I, I am happy to report that 
one of the bugs that I, I'm pretty sure I read that it listed because I got excited about it was um, animations and mm-hmm. specifically swiping between home screens because prior to 11.2, oh my gosh, yeah, it was painful. I get to like the second page. I'm like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> and now it's, it's, it's back to its buttery smoothness again. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. So yeah, 11.2 did fix a lot of bugs and it is, it is a lot, um, a uh, lot more stable. I'm noticing yeah, too. Don't hesitate. Grab it. No, just, yeah, just apply it. Totally. Don't even wait. I mean, I, I, people have asked me. I said, "Oh, wait! I, I saw that bug. That was I, no, mm-hmm. no, that was that was just uh, 12, 12. Well, 12, I think a lot of people are once bitten, twice shy when it comes to major updates. That's typically tends to happen. Yeah, but then everyone after that, it's like, no, just go get it. <laughs> so, um, other topic I wanted to mention is uh, there was an interesting article again. Our friends over at Mac Observer. Um, Apple did give in and uh, is now putting their Apple support channel on YouTube. You know, you never thought that they would want to do something like that. They want to keep things, you know, in their own channel. Uh, but they decided to do it. And actually, it's a pretty gosh darn good uh, channel. I'm very impressed. They've already put a lot of uh, cool tips and tricks and how to use your, your Apple devices uh, and support pages. And so they have now a place that they're actually putting a lot of this information. I guess, well, of course, we'll put uh, those links in the show notes. Uh, check that out because, uh, like I said, I, I, there were some really cool um, uh, videos out there, uh, how to sign a document or how to delete photos or how to attach, uh, send attachments in your mail. I mean, just all kinds of different tips, like the screenshot uh, feature we've talked about in the past, a lot, great video on how to use that. Um, so I'm very impressed with what, the, what they've added to the YouTube channel. And I think they're just going to continue to do more and more of these types of videos. I think you know, they've already got over 50,000 subscribers and it's only been out there probably uh, two weeks. So that- Yeah, I'll be checking it out. I want to I want to evaluate it and see if it's good enough for my clients because, <laughs> it, you know, it'd be it nice to have. It would be really nice to have a resource library that's free that I can just point them to when they're struggling with something and I'm doing remote work or I just I need to leave them with something that they can review and plus press play and pause. And, you know, of course, I have to teach them how to watch YouTube videos in the first place. But, right. you know, there's that. So it'll be a, it'll be nice to reference that. I'm looking forward to that. So, I think uh, that was a, a step in the right direction. Oh, absolutely. And uh, the other topic I wanted to bring up, too, is Amazon Prime Video we talked about. Uh, they did drop the, the TV OS uh, version today. Yay. I mean, it's been... Now, which it? models is that available on? Does it well, go back to the third gen? Because nope, I heard mixed things about it. Nope. It's got to be the fourth gen and higher. Fourth because, gen or higher. Because okay. it requires an Makes app sense. to be installed. And I don't... Yeah, I, I don't... I think Apple's going to stop supporting the third gen sooner or later and just started oh yeah it's it's on its way out but i mean they still have their uses they're installed in oh, yeah. schools and businesses and places that can be oh, used yeah, they're, as they're kiosks still, they're still usable. they still have their place they can be re- repurposed just not for that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. um but uh uh the app is pretty good i didn't it was it had, had not dropped in the morning when i when i took a look this morning but uh then i started reading things uh later on in the day and i saw that it finally got released i just downloaded it before we started recording the show and uh so far it's got some it's got a nice, uh, nice interface. Um, you know, I've got, I've, I've had the fire TV. I've played with that, but I don't use it as much as I used to. Um, but I'm kind of glad now cause I want to be in the Apple ecosystem. So, um, mm-hmm. video scrolling is, is very simple, easy, very similar to what Netflix is. Um, and all the, all the, all their shows that you can, uh, you can read, you can watch. Uh, they have a lot of, uh, Amazon original series and, and different movies and they have, uh, other channels you can get access to, um, like HBO, Showtime, and Stars. If you had a separate subscription through that, you can access now. You can access it through there. So uh, 
it's pretty good. I mean, and didn't, you have a lot of uh, access to movies too. Didn't Amazon used to have something on the Apple TV as far as video goes, and it was taken away? I mean, I seem to recall no, they always way have, back. I mean, yeah. I've been struggling for years because I always would have it on my iPad, and I would just, mm, I would okay. just. Uh, Maybe that's what I was thinking about. I, I, would, I, pro- I, would I would probably air airplayed over. something. Yeah, I would airplay it over. So, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, we'll have a, we'll have a link in the show notes about it, and uh, it uh, yeah, not much else I could say about it other than uh, check it out. I mean, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are prime prime members, and I'm sure you'll want to take advantage of that. So, uh, it can only be good for Amazon. Absolutely. So, but uh, let's go on and hit some of your topics. You uh, <laughs> you you uh, uh, did you get out on Black Friday? Because I avoided it like the plague going out. Yep, I, I did. I did not leave the house. Okay. I <laughs> stayed put. I didn't have any reason to go out. There wasn't as much uh, really pooling on me this year, and it's probably because the stuff that I really was eyeing up were pretty big ticket items. So I did. I have to say, with the the small amount that I that I spent, I mean, in two large items. I feel like I did really well just with those, you know, a few simple things. Um, and the two things that I was able to snag with Black Friday was a yeah. 2017 iPad. Yay. Uh, Best Buy. Had, yeah, finally. Uh, Best Buy had the best deal and it was only by a couple of dollars. I think, uh, you know, I, I first looked at the refurbs on the Apple website and actually I was using the Apple app the Apple store, not the app store, but right. the Apple store app. We right. talked about that in our last episode about different apps that you could use. And mm-hmm. I'd been trolling those. I mean, that's like a sporting event for me. I like to, I like to check them out. Uh, so I had been watching that pretty close, like a Hawk and I checked out B and H and of course they had a better deal because there's no yeah, taxes no tax. we discussed last time and free shipping. And then my good old friend, Kevin, <laughs> I call him BFK. Now I call him black Friday, Kevin, cause this is the <laughs> second year in a row that he has texted me something that I ended up spending money on. <laughs> so he's a dangerous friend to have. I thought you were bad. <laughs> so, uh, he tuned me to the black Friday sale on Best Buy. And I, there's very few things that I buy at Best Buy. It's Same just here. not one of the places. I mean, there's one around the corner I can go to if I really need something. But, you know, the taxes, the sales tax is pretty high here and stuff. And of course, you still have to pay sales tax. But for whatever reason, because of the sale that they had, they had it discounted just enough that it it still came in under $2.99. It was like a couple dollars. It was like $2.95 or $2.97 or something like that. But hey, that couple dollars is worth a couple of apps. You know, that's how how I look. I mean, you know, loaf of bread, a couple of apps, you know, milk, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other nice deal that I got, and some of these are still lingering. Um, I know if you are a member of one of the big box clubs, like I know Sam's Club is going to have it. I don't know about Costco, but I don't see why they wouldn't because those two I usually compete. Um, but Amazon had it. I haven't checked recently, but I wouldn't hesitate to go check it now. Uh, they did have a $100 iTunes gift card for $85. Um, Dave Hamilton from the Mac Observer talks about this all the time. And I finally decided to take his advice. I mean, I knew it was good advice. I was just waiting for it to actually come around. Um, But he's always said that that's the best way to to spend the least amount on things like iCloud storage plans. So because as I'm going to talk about a little bit, I upgraded to the two terabyte, the the big mommy (laughs) version of it all. So. I snagged uh, $100 worth of iTunes gift credit, uh, uh, a gift card for $85. And then not only that, there's more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used my Discover card, which has 5% cash back. So, cha-ching, 
I am go. the frugalista. Uh, and so, like I said, you can look on, I think there's a one day event going on on Sam's club in the next, uh, I think it's on the, I want to say it's on the 16th. So this will be out before then you'll, you'll hear that and check, check it out. It out. Yeah, um, it'll Sam's be on their there. website. But now the other thing I should say is these are not physical gift cards. This is the digital deal. So it was very, it was a slam dunk. I mean, I basically just went on Amazon. I got it and they emailed me the redemption code. I went on to iTunes, redeemed it and boom, I had my nice credit. So now between that gift card and then a couple of gift cards that, you know, through the family, since we share the boys get them for birthdays and Christmases, you know, people get them as gifts. So we basically have our whole entire iCloud storage plan paid for for the year now. I mean, it'll just keep deducting it because that's, that's the, that's the key to the whole thing is you want to load up your iTunes credit because when Apple charges you for iCloud services, they ping that credit first before they touch your credit card. And so when you have, you know, $100 worth of credit, but you only paid $85 for it, you know, that's basically like getting a discount on iCloud storage plans. So that's how I can justify the cost. And um, so I'll talk about that in a little bit more. So those are basically the big two deals that I got. And then I am headed to the Apple store this coming Friday and I plan on getting the eight plus and there's kind of a reason why I want to do that. I mean, I've been wanting to do it, but I I was, I was actually hoping to wait a little bit longer, but I actually have to do it a little bit sooner. I mean, I, I have just enough to afford it now. I've been saving and I I told you I planned on just buying it outright. I'm not going to deal with the whole payment plan and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I've been kind of, you know, waiting. One of the things that I was waiting for that just isn't going to happen anymore was, um, I was comparing the, the warranty plans. You know, we talk about just getting Apple plus, um, care, you know, Apple care plus on it, but that's, you know, a pretty significant difference from square trade. And in the past square trade had, they used to give out black Friday and cyber Monday deals. And they have since stopped doing that. They justify it by saying that they already save you a lot compared to Apple care and the, the carrier deals. I mean, they're always notoriously way more expensive and it just, it it depends on your, on your needs. I mean, so for some people it's, they need that, you know, they're prone to theft or, or loss. And Mm -hmm. so the carrier plans are usually the only ones that cover theft and loss. Right. So that might fit some people's needs better than Apple care plus or square trade with the Um, (laughs) Yeah. And, and the deductibles are, are higher for some plans or lower for others. So I decided that um, I'm going to stick with Square Trade just because it's more affordable. And right now things are just a little tight in that, you know, that big chunk of money that I just spent on the iPad and the yeah. iTunes gift cards. And, you know, a lot some of this stuff is tax deductible for me. So I just have to kind of plan where my purchases are going to go. And so anyway, so that's coming up. So I have a lot planned this weekend yeah. <laughs> in addition to what I've already done. So um, part of the issue was you know, I had gotten that deal for, for iTunes, both the kids and my husband have been getting that repeated nagging message that they're out of iCloud storage. You know, they've served, they've since surpassed the five gigabyte plan and, and that's natural. That's to be expected. I mean, the kids are taking pictures and my husband's taking pictures and, you know, in the past they had been pretty good about it. Now, remember we're, we're on one of those plans where nothing goes to waste in this house. And because I like to keep older versions of stuff around because of field work and consulting, it just benefits me to do that. And it saves us money. We can't afford to buy a brand new phone every year and just, you know, where, you know, everybody there's, there's four family members just in this family, then there's my dad. And so, you know, things have to be shared uh, amongst family members. 
And my kids are benefiting from it because even though they're little kids yet, the old iPhones that are the hand-me-downs kind of serve as, you know, they're, they're, they're iPod touches, basically. They have a SIM card in them that's been deactivated. So all they can do is connect to our hotspots, which keeps them close. <laughs> it's like nice. a digital umbilical cord, I must say. Uh, like, Mommy, Daddy, can I use your hotspot? Yeah, you got to stay close by. Don't go wandering off there. Don't suck, uh, don't suck up all so my data. <laughs> it's what? Don't suck up all my data. <laughs> right, right. So there's that to look at, you know, we're, we're going to be revising things like that. There's been family changes, like my dad retired, so he's not using as much data, you know, outside of the house and that sort of thing. So, you know, there's lots, lots of changes going on between data plans and hardware devices. We've got new devices. We're handing down old devices. So one of the things that I finally decided to do, I have just been dragging my heels on this. I've been wanting to do it. I've been talking about doing it. And I finally jumped in and I finally, finally did it. I finally joined the iCloud family sharing plan. I finally set up a family plan and I did it in a very convoluted way only because we didn't just have separate IDs. We've talked about this in the past and in different shows. And I think you had been doing this the same way with your wife where we have had a his, hers and an ours plan, you know, and then the kids came along and then I lied about their age because this was before COPPA and the 13 year age restriction and all that stuff. I wanted them to have Apple IDs for various reasons because I dabble in all this stuff. I like to tinker. I like to, Oh, what that, what will happen if I press that button or if I flip? Oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. You know, that that's just how I roll. So uh, all this time we have had this shared Apple ID that we've been using for all of our purchases, all of our movies, right. music, any media, everything, including our two terabyte iCloud plan, which, you know, that's that's where I redeemed the gift card. Right. So I was a little bit stuck because you can only have six family members in this in this plan here. And we have my dad on the plan mm. and we had this, you see where I'm going with this? Like, so we have, yeah. so there's me, there's my husband, there's two children, that's four already. Then there's my dad, that's five. So I guess the, the, the other one, the shared one, like that could have been the family organizer, but then what name were we going to put on it and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And then there's my mother-in-law and we wanted to maybe add her on the plan, you know, have <laughs> my dad and his mom, you know, so there's all these different ways. There was all these different like my head's been spinning, but in a good way. I mean, it's just so much to think of. I mean, talk about being in touch with iOS. I mean, this is, I, it's been like doing surgery. I feel like I've had my hand inside the belly of this. It's just weird about it. I, I swear there's just so many things to think about. It's like network admin, you know, it's like sysadmin kind of stuff where you're thinking about, okay, well, if I do this, it's going to affect that person in this way. And if I do this, it's going to do this. And, you know, there's like, okay, well, what are the consequences of these actions? So after all of this, what I ended up deciding to do, and this is what what we're living with now is, um, you know, I have my Apple ID. My husband has his Apple ID. Everybody has their own Apple ID. Well, I decided to sacrifice my husband. <laughs> I put him on the chopping block because he's the one that has the le- compared to the kids. He he actually I mean, he, it's not that he doesn't use his phone. It's just that he's been pretty good about. I don't know. He's just, he's just a good guy. He's just a good husband. You know, he's really good about trying to keep his data you know low and stuff. But it's been getting harder and harder. And he's pretty good about offloading pictures and stuff. So he was the one that had the least amount of data to move around. Plus, he's also kind of like the head of the household, you know. Right. And, you know, we're thinking about maybe putting my mother in law there i think she'd maybe feel a little bit more comfortable if it it was her son's family that she was joining and that sort of thing so i decided to take my husband's apple id 
and migrate, I, I think this is probably the best word to use, migrate all of his iCloud stuff to what I was calling the shared Apple ID. And so this is what's really crazy about it. So it, it all had to happen at, at it almost was a matter of timing, right? Because remember last time we were talking about how Apple just um, finally blessed it so that you could change your Apple ID. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so many people had their Apple ID where it was their Gmail address or their Yahoo address and, and that sort of thing. So our shared Apple ID was a Gmail address. Which mine And too. we, right, so we, we're still using that, that email address but just for email, you see, and this is why, right. why my clients get so confused, but it's my email. Well, it's your email address, but it's not really your, you're not really using it for Apple email because then that would have an iCloud attached to it. It would be, right. you know, blah, blah, blah at iCloud.com. So that's what I ended up doing. I actually did take advantage of that. I mean, I really put all of this stuff through the, the paces. So I used that new, I don't know what you want to call it, a feature. I changed our shared Gmail address to an Apple, an iCloud. So it's, you know, blah, blah, blah at iCloud.com. But not one of your and existing ones. What's that? Not one of your existing iClouds. It was a new one. Right, because I had the option to do that. So now I disconnected. So so here's the trick in doing that. Okay, you do have to have, and we and we just happen to have it. I mean, because it's my husband and I, we have our personal email addresses, right? Then we have our work you know, our addresses that our email addresses that we use just for work for business kind of stuff and sure. never the twain shall meet kind of a thing. Right. And then he has another Gmail address that he uses for professional stuff. You know, just as a teacher, there might be things where he doesn't want to use his school address, sure. let's just say. <clears throat> Excuse me. So so I use that Gmail. So it, so that's the trick is you have to have some other I mean, even if you didn't, it's not that hard to open up a Gmail account. Right. You just oh, have to have some other uh, reachable at email address. And it could be, you know, with any Gmail, it just can't be iCloud or me.com. So, so I had that. So I, you know, I kind of disconnected our shared address that we were using for actual email mm -hmm. and I attached a different one to it. <laughs> so that didn't but change it, anything. I was like, I was treading, I was like walking across hot coals with this. I was like, Oh my God, am I going to break everything? <laughs> like, Am I going to lose all of our purchases and stuff? I was fairly confident. I mean, I was following along with all the rules and everything. So I attached a new email address to it. I, I disconnected, a, you know, the old email address and then I changed it to blah, blah, blah at iCloud.com. So new, now it's this, an iCloud. This is, this is a new iCloud account that you created? No, or, it's it's an existing, existing one. Because <laughs> remember, when you set up an Apple ID, you right. can you use, you know, your, your johnsmith at gmail.com. But then you're given what's called an alias. That's what, what Apple calls them in the mail preferences in iCloud. Right. If you're using the web apps, it's actually called an alias. Well, that's what they blessed recently is that you could change your existing Apple ID to one of your existing aliases. And so well, that's all I did. Basically I had a, you know, John Smith at iCloud.com as one of the aliases. So that's what I made the Apple ID. And so it just kind of made sense because of what it is. It's, it's like a combination of our birthdays and our names and stuff like that. So it kind of makes sense that it's, it's his, but it's also the family's. So then once I had that set up, then I went and I, it's, 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 it's convoluted and I won't go into all the details, but then I basically went and I signed 
him in. I backed up everything, made sure that I could get it, everything. And this is all, mind you, <laughs> this is all without. That's why the, the iPad came in handy because the iPad had iOS 11 on it. Because remember, you can only do certain things right. if you're using iOS 11. Well, he has a 5S and I was really hesitant to upgrade his 5S to iOS 11 because of all the problems that I was having on it with such an older device. And his is even older. So I just didn't want to ruin life for him that much. Mm. So I, uh, I did not, I never, I just have not yet upgraded his 5S to iOS 11 this whole time. What I was able to do was basically take his, his sort of like new used Apple ID. This was our shared ID that I then basically attached his name to. And then I signed him in on the new, the brand new iPad because that had iOS 11 running on it. And from there I was able to manage the family, add myself, add the kids, add my father, you know, add everybody on there. And I was even able to, you know, I was doing a combination between the iPad and logging in in Safari and, and administering it that way. Like I even changed my kids. They, they were listed as adults and I changed their, their ages to reflect their current ages. My, my 11 year old was like, Oh, I wanted to be an adult. (laughs) He was a little disappointed in that, but you know, so I did that. So now that that's all, that's all good. I've made my dad, you know, he's an adult and also you can make them a parent so they can grant, you know, permission for apps and music and things like that. So once I had that all set up, then I took my husband's iCloud stuff and I basically like I had used it. Uh, we have another Mac that his iCloud ID was his Apple ID was signed into. So I downloaded all of his photos. Now, here's the interesting thing. So normally we use iMazing for tools like this, right? I I just thought, you know, wouldn't this be great? So here's a gotcha that you need to be aware of before you decide to engage in this really like heavy duty surgery. I mean, it really felt like surgery. Mm. <laughs> um there were, so my husband has a 16 gigabyte 5S because this is just how we had been rolling. We always got the yeah. smallest one that we could afford. And there's like this limbo. There's like this, this iCloud photo purgatory where <laughs> photos were on his phone, but I couldn't just download them or sync them by plugging the phone into his Mac because they were in iCloud. But I didn't have him on. This was at the time I was trying to get all his stuff off of his his device. And the photos was like the big thing. That was a big uh, amount of data that I had to push. And they were kind of stuck. And I thought, oh, well, I'll just plug in. I'll plug this phone in and I'll I'll plug in iAmazing. I'll just drag the pictures off. I'll just drag them off onto my hard drive. And then I'll, you know, eventually put them back into his photos app, his photos library. And then I'll just upload them. Uh-uh. <laughs> you can't move them over when they're in iCloud because they're not technically, they're not technically on the device. Only the thumbnails are on the device. The rest of it is in iCloud. And so guess what? You could log into iCloud, but do you think that you can download, you can just select a hundred pictures and download them? No, (laughs) you have to do that individually one by one by one. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) So I ended up having to, I ended up having to basically sync everything through iCloud and, and get them all to download on his Mac somehow. So it was, like I said, it was surgery. It was like, okay, I got to plug this in here and I got to, I got to do this part hardware wise, but this part has to be done, not even software, but cloud wise. So some of the stuff just had to be synchronized, not necessarily. I mean, it will, it's downloaded. I have to, I had to check in photos on the Mac because that one luckily had a big enough hard drive that could accommodate. And he didn't have like 50,000 pictures like I do. He only had like 
3,000 pictures. So that's why I said he was the sacrificial lamb because he had the smallest amount of data. And so I checked the box that said download originals to this Mac. So that's what I did is I downloaded everything from iCloud and then synchronized it with his with his phone. I got everything all in sync and downloaded to the Mac first before I then signed him, once everything was there. And then I signed him out of his original iCloud or his, yeah, his original Apple ID on his phone. And then I signed him in with his new Apple ID and then resynced everything. So it took like the better part of a week to move between his data, moving everything over. And so our batteries were like dying. And I think that was part of it. Mm. I mean, but there, this, it's still bad, but it was really bad. Like, I, I mean, mine, and this is the thing, it wasn't my, my phone wasn't the one that was signed out and signed back in again. His was, but it was really just the photos that had to sync. But like I said, he only had 3000 pictures, but the problem with mine was because even though I didn't get a new Apple ID, it wasn't a matter of signing in or signing out, but because I went from having my own personal two terabyte iCloud storage plan to then joining the family two terabyte storage plan. So then that basically said, actually it was interesting because Apple was like, you know, we're not going to charge you anymore because now you're on the family plan. So I actually got like, I think it charged me like 70 cents or something like that. It was like a prorated rate or something instead of like the two, whatever it is, a, a month with, with tax. Um, or no, yeah, I guess it was, I guess it's like nine ninety nine or something. So anyway, it was, it was like this small, small amount that was left over. But just because I joined the family plan, I think that all my, my pictures had to, cause when I went to look at my photos after I'd done that, I was like, Hmm, what's, you know, what, what's been impacted, you know, as I'm looking at all this stuff. And that was one of the things I went to, like all my 2017 was there. But as I was scrolling up, because I have pictures that I had purposefully changed the date, you know, to the 1900s because they were old black and white pictures that I'd scanned in and that sort of thing. So I had pictures, you know, for all the years going back to like 1950 or something. So there's a little bit in each, but all of those, those chunks, like, you know, 2014, 2013, 2012, those big chunks of years were just full of white spaces. There would be just like maybe a couple of thumbnails here and there. And I was like, oh boy, this is going to be fun. So like I said, it took the better part of maybe a week, maybe more than a week. Cause now when I look at it, they're, they're 90% there. There's still a few white spaces, but like, I know they're there because when I, when I, you know, go through them. I go through the pictures and I tap on the white spaces and the photo loads and then it downloads. So they're there. It's just the thumbnails that had to repopulate. So it has been a very interesting yeah, week or uh... week and a half. And that's, the, and that's the thing is I'm not done because I had to get that set up. It just needed to happen when it needed to happen. And because I had the iPad and it was just time and I had just gotten the, the, uh, that I had the balance to be able to do it and all that kind of stuff. And then I knew that I was pending getting a new, a new iPhone. So I wanted to make sure I had all of that organized, but then the problem came where, so my iPhone has been, the battery has just been draining. I mean, it hasn't just been dying. It's just been draining constantly. Like I'm charging it and then it drains and I can only get a couple of hours out of it. And I have to just carry a battery pack around all the time. And at first I thought, you know, it's been a process of elimination. I told you I I had it replaced last year by Apple. It was part of a recall. And I thought, well, maybe I just got a bad battery, you know, because it's never been a really great battery. 
but then there's there's so many other factors. Like I live in the desert. It's really hot. Everything, you know, batteries and plastic get murdered here. It's just that's just how it is. And I'm a power user. I use my phone all the time and it's independent. So I figure it's probably just me. <laughs> but this lately, like this has not just been me. Like this there's just been something funky going on. And so then I thought, you know, because I did all this stuff with iCloud and the fact that all of my thumbnails had to repopulate, I thought, well, maybe it's that. Well, then when that got done, when that stabilized, it still was draining, like something was still going on in, in addition to that. So you had tipped me off to um, the Apple support app. Right. Remember when, when you contacted them? Yeah, so yeah. I thought I'm going to give this a try. And I didn't. I liked the experience. So I, I do recommend it. Um there, there was like, you know, the, the notice where it said there's unusually high call traffic or, or something to that effect, but it wasn't a terribly long wait. And so um, now I had already triaged this a little bit. You know, I had been like kind of process of eliminating and, you know, documenting things. I was prepared. You know, I had my email with the work order number, you know, from when right. it was replaced. And I was copying and pasting, just trying to give them. And that's really my, my best tip to anybody is try to have as much information as you possibly can, even if they don't use it. It's just nice to have it handy because you never know what they're going to ask for. Just have it at the ready. It'll save you time. It'll make them look like you know what you're doing. You know, so I had all my ducks in a row and um, I had already done. Uh, this is another another thing that you can do in iMazing is you can look at your battery health. And so I had looked at that. That was another thing that tipped me off that it wasn't just me because iMazing had reported that the battery health was poor. Um, and you know, it was in the process of charging up. So maybe, I don't know, but it doesn't seem like the two drive because then when I did use the Apple support, they did a remote diagnostic and she right. said, no, I, you know, is this what, whoever I was talking to, I wish they would have like actually given me an actual report that I could have seen. I would have really liked to nerd out on that a little bit. Um, and I did ask her later and it was one of those things where like it had been a while and I, I was kind of like done. But I asked her, you know, how many charge cycles does my battery have left on it versus, you know, how many have I used? And she said she'd have to run the report again to go find out. And one disappointment was I, I did ask for a transcript of the conversation because there was questions that I asked that she answered that I wanted to have documentation of. And normally they do email you a transcript, but for whatever reason, I did not get a transcript, but I had been taking screenshots of a couple of things as I was going along. So Good thinking. <laughs> yeah. So just in case, you know, I just I just document, document, document everything you possibly can. So um, I did at least at least I tried that out. You know, I didn't really get anywhere with it. I was really kind of hoping they would say, yeah, you know, let's make an appointment at the Genius Bar. Let's go have it, you know, triage or whatever. Maybe they'll replace it. Who knows? But it's you know, it's outside of a year. So I'm trying to temper my expectations as far as that goes. But at least they, they did run the diagnostic. And she said that my battery looked good, that and, and this is kind of the disappointing thing is that and I, and I knew what this was going to be. This is what I think is the difference between us and like other people is <laughs> like I don't get all bent out of shape about it. Like the bad news that she had to deliver was, well, the, the only thing you can do is basically a nuke and pave. I've already done iCloud restores multiple times. You know, I've already I've already done all the things that they tell you to do. I've deleted apps. I tried deleting the YouTube app. I tried deleting the Facebook app, you know, things that I that I knew were battery hogs and it still didn't change the draining. You know what I mean? So there's there's some they're probably she's probably right. She she said it's probably software because the the physical hardware of the battery checks out. And at least I got that confirmation. At least I have it, you know, somewhere sure. that they say, yes, it's good, you know. Um 
so that's all there, there's left to do is to nuke and pave it. And so that's what's kind of pushing me um, up a little bit on the time frame that I, I was going to wait a little bit longer. But I can't live with this battery. <laughs> I just I can't. No, I, mean, most people I can't keep walking around can't. with a battery pack all the time, you know, and I'm itching for this. And it's, it's just time. It just it needs to happen. So um, because I'm going to when I do this, like the process that I do when we get new phones and I do the whole pass down the line they all get nuked and paved. I mean, I, I back them up three ways. I back them up to iTunes. I back them up to iMazing. And then I back them up to iCloud and then I wipe them and I, I restore them to factory settings. Cause that's what she said to do. That was the only thing I could do to rule out whether or not it was you know, software or hardware. If I nuked and paved it and took it in and it was, you know, and it was still draining the battery after that, well, then it's probably hardware. You know, it's just a process of elimination. But see, that's what I mean. Like anybody else would probably be like really upset <laughs> where I'm like, yeah, it's a bummer, but it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to learn because, you know, other people are going to go through this stuff. So, yeah, I've got a lot of stuff that I've got to document. And have you ever done a nuke and bathe, Dave? I assume that you have. But oh, sure. Do you just go for it or, I mean, you back up obviously, but see, I actually take the time to document, like I will, and I have to do this with my husband's and my kids' phones and stuff like that because I want to put things back, you know, the way that they were. I take screenshots of all the home screens and all the app placement because you lose that. Um, you have to put in your fingerprints all over again. Obviously, you have to re-put your bank cards in. I mean, there's all this stuff that has to be redone. There are certain apps, like I asked the kids, you know, are there any games that you're really attached to, game scores? I mean, most of the stuff does back up to iCloud. But remember, that's if you're doing a restore from iCloud. This is a completely like setting it up as a brand new phone and then cherry picking the stuff that you're going to put back on it. So all the apps you can re-download. Um, yeah, all your data that's in iCloud will sync, but the, you're not syncing an iCloud backup that's the difference. You're not, you can't just cherry pick things like a time machine backup. You can't just cherry pick something. Well, I just like, there's this game and all my scores were attached to it, but they weren't in game center. You can do that with iMazing. So that's the thing. So if there, if there are certain apps with certain data that's contained within the app that then gets backed up specifically in an iCloud backup, then those are the things that you can extract. So like I said, it's, it's like surgery. It's like digital cloud surgery trying to dissect all these different pieces so so that's what i have planned for the weekend is getting a yeah, new phone gonna, nuking and paving i'm just gonna burn it all down and you're gonna have a little bit of fun there i mean it's that's uh, a lot of work see, that's, it's fun for me i mean it's it's i can only imagine people are always like oh melissa oh melissa <laughs> <laughs> exactly but i was kind of saying that myself I, mean, I didn't want to say how it, it has but. to be <laughs> you're crazy <laughs> Yep, certifiable. <laughs> so that's what I what I plan on doing for the weekend. I'll I'll report back. I'll have lots to tell you about how it went or how it didn't. <laughs> but so, I I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's just it's just how it is. I just like being able to figure this stuff out. I'm actually, I mean, if you imagine, this is the power of what you can do with all this stuff. I mean, I've got a total of what did I count? I think it was eight iOS devices alone, just eight iOS devices mm -hmm. between my family and then including my dad. So my dad just has, he has an iPhone seven plus, and then he's got a four plus. It's just like kind of backup, you know, emergency kind of thing, but it counts. Right. Sure. Um, and then there's my kids phones and there's my husband and then there's the two iPads and there's my phone. So, I mean, that's a total of eight iPhones and iPads and then three Apple TVs. And then we're sharing that as a family and we're 2000 miles apart. 
And we're doing all that with one family plan. All the the purchases have been shared. So when we put my mother-in-law in in there, she can use the same music and the same apps and all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't think that's too shabby (laughs) for a a week's worth of work, you know, getting everybody all connected. I mean, it really, it's completely living, breathing, eating, (laughs) you know, in this ecosystem and everything's all connected. I mean, as, as much as work as that sounds, when it works, it works. And it's, it's like, it's achieving this like kind of Zen that, Hey, you want to share that, that picture? Here we go. Oh, that reminds me. So those are the only two things that we, and it's not even a loss. Um, those are the only two things that did not transfer over. Ironically were things that were shared. So shared, if you do something similar to this, one of the things that you will have to redo or, or lose, depending on on how you look at it, is shared iCloud photo albums. Because my husband's Apple ID is different, Mm. and I reassociated it with his phone number. So, like, what was great was all his iMessages stayed. So, like, all his, and I had backed him up anyway, but just in case, you know, all of his texts between me and his family members and all the conversations, all that stuff stayed there. He didn't lose any of those. But one of the things that didn't transfer over was like notes that I had shared with him or that any of his family members had shared. Those just have to be reshared. Like you and I are collaborating on an iCloud shared document. So, for example, had we been collaborating, like that would have been lost. But then all you have to do is just reinvite. So all I did was, you know, send a text to his family. I was like, you know, hey, I did this thing. I tried to keep it simple. Could you reinvite him? So like my sister-in-law had a bunch of cute little photo albums that she had shared. So there was like five or six of them. And I said, you know, you just need to reinvite him and then he'll be able to see them again. So that was it. I mean, out of all that stuff, even his iCloud, um, his his, uh, health data, I was kind of surprised that that stayed because that's an interesting one, the health data. Um, it's right now it's tied to his device. So he doesn't have an Apple watch, but he does manually input certain things. He has one app that's like a step counter. And when he donates platelets, he, he inputs like his hemoglobin and stuff like that. He manually inputs that stuff and he likes to track his uh, vitals. And I made sure like I took screenshots of that. And then when I, when I did the switcheroo that remained, that was still there. He did not lose that. However, when I go to switch hardware, if I don't upgrade his 5S to iOS 11 first, then he will lose health data. So I have to, at the last minute, right before I, you know, after I back everything up, because I didn't want to upgrade it to iOS 11 because I was afraid of the battery hit that his phone would take. So that's the last thing that I will do is upgrade his 5S to iOS 11 just for the purposes of being able to sync that health data, because that's a new feature in iOS 11, isn't it? I didn't think you used to be able to do that prior to that. Didn't you have to do like an encrypted time machine backup to be able to get it somewhere? Well, now you can just flip the switch on iCloud. Um, In the iCloud settings, you can just flip health, the switch on, and then it'll sync to just like photos and notes and and everything else, calendars and all that kind of stuff. Um, Calendars was a fun thing. I had to reinvite, reinvite and, you know, change those things around, but that's all working now. So, I mean, and the thing is, you know, the, the accounts I have, uh, my wife and myself both have, uh, iCloud, uh, accounts and we have, uh, extra storage. So I bought storage for her and storage for me. And, mm-hmm. then, and then we have a, a purchase account and that's, that's the third party, uh, email. So I don't think I'm going to be able to, like, I want to keep my, my iCloud account that I have, 
because because mm-hmm. it's actually I have Mac.com as well as me.com on that account. So yeah, and you want to you kind of want to keep those. Those are yeah. kind of you know those um, are little so, gems. But, they, but <laughs> I won't be able to go to my third party account, which I use strictly for purchases. I don't use it for for backing up anything because mm-hmm. I've I've tried in the past and it just doesn't want it won't let you. Um, if you made her, if you if you kind of migrated her, like you did, like I did with my husband, our poor spouses. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm lucky I'm still married after all this. <laughs> he's he's very tolerant of it. You know, he's kind of reluctant every time I ask, "Hey, honey, can I have your iPhone?" And he kind of yeah. gives me that look, like, "What are you gonna do now? Yeah. <laughs> when can I have it back?" <laughs> it's interesting. So yeah, I mean, I think it could be done, but sh- I think she would have to be the family organizer, right? So that you wouldn't have to lose that. But again, that's the thing is when you when you when you've rolled your own like we have with that shared uh, that shared account. Right. That's what needs to be the family organizer. So you either have to like make up an Uncle Larry you know, or somebody right. you have to make up somebody and, and put put a name there or just have duplicates. And that gets confusing. So for a while there, there was yeah, like two Nates. <laughs> I actually had like one. One of the accounts I used Nathaniel, and one of them I used Nate, so I could tell the difference between the two. I mean, it was crazy. It was just well, wow. But well, I survived, and I lived to tell about it. <laughs> yeah, well, we've beaten that topic to death here. <laughs> <laughs> I think this the bottom line here is that uh, yeah, family sharing and Apple IDs can be a nightmare. <laughs> and and can, uh, it depends on how you look at it. I don't yeah. know if it was a nightmare. I, I would I would not use the word nightmare. I would use the word adventure. Well, I guess that'd be adventures in too. iCloud. So uh, as we get cl- close to the end of the show here, I wonder we did want to mention about um uh, the Apple Watch. The Apple Watch just came through with an update, uh Watch OS uh 4.2 I think it was. And mm-hmm. uh as we you and I both talked before the show, it uh it did seem to take a little longer than normal to update, and I'm not sure. Yeah, why. I, I was a little worried there for a while. I hadn't seen um, anything t- mentioned about that, but uh, just be aware of that when you do run your updates on your Apple Watch uh, to, to 4.2. Is uh, it is going to take a little longer than normal uh, to do it? And that's so. three watches between the two of us that have been upgraded because you right. did yours, I did mine, and then I helped a client. In Florida today, and we upgraded hers, and hers took a long time. So that's three watches in a row that just took forever for it to apply. Yeah, so just uh, be aware of that. And then there's uh, there's there's a lot uh, lot to, to take a look at. So, but there's always adventures with iOS, and with uh, with uh, and that's why we're always uh, bringing you in touch with iOS. And uh, I, I think uh, with that, I think we can probably wrap this up. If you want yeah, I think we can up. put a bow on this for now, but we'll unwrap it again next time. <laughs> yes, yes, because uh, like I said, that was, that's a it's a tough topic to cover, but I think you did a great job. And uh, well, thank you. I'll uh, I'll let you know what else I find out when I when I do the migration. <laughs> yes, so let's uh, let's uh, bring this this guy home. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And we hope you're more in touch with iOS after hearing this episode. Subscribe to our podcast in your favorite podcatcher and show your friends how to look for us in iTunes. We look forward to bringing you more useful information in future episodes. I'm Melissa Davis, and you can find me online all over at the Mac Mommy. And I'm David Ginsburg, and you can find me on, at, on Twitter at DaveG65. All right, stay tuned and and subscribe for future episodes. And thanks for listening.